Welcome to the Anonymous Andrew Podcast. Life and the choices we make. The choices other people make. Why we choose to ignore the red flags. Red flags like gaslighting, cheating, addiction, mental illness, and much more. What role do they play in relationships? Follow me each week as we discuss these topics with anonymous guests and experts to hopefully become better humans, resulting in better choices. Like I say, been there, still doing that. Now on to the show. Hello, everybody. Anonymous Andrew again with you. And tonight we have a very special guest. Tonight we have Roland Sauber with us. And Roland Sauber is a value coach or mental health advocate or a people advocate. And I'll let him explain that to you. He's also an author who wrote a book called The Value Message. So Roland, good evening. Good evening. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me on your podcast, Andrew. My pleasure. So I, I, I rambled off a couple of terms there. Tell me, let's tell us a little bit about yourself and, and okay. how you got here and we'll go from there. Okay. Well, thanks. Well, yeah, like you'd mentioned, uh, I wrote this book titled the value message and I've, I've always been interested in people and I, I listen to a lot of motivational content to try to stay on that positive bandwidth because it's, it saved my life more than one time. And, uh, I, I have some free time in the afternoon, a lot of windshield time when I'm driving on a courier route. So I just kind of mull this stuff over in my head. I don't think of myself as an author, but um, last year, I just started thinking about people's value. And there was something at work that kind of clicked with that. For me, this little girl, she was born and this family was all excited, like people are when children are born. So I, I got to thinking now that child, there's no question about a child's value. Everybody just knows that it happens. We see it as clear as a bell, but when does that child's value change? And so when I got thinking about that, it's like a per, there's a part of a person's value that never, ever changes. So it just kind of started from there. And then uh, some great conversations come out of that topic with people, you know. And so that that's kind of where I got my start. But I just, I want to tell people, I guess my purpose purpose is to tell people to help people see their value. I used to say that to tell people about their value, but that's different than people actually seeing their value because, you know, listening to uh, motivational or, or some, maybe people can persuade you about your value, but but that walk away is different than when we, when we really see it and are convinced about it in our own mind. And ironically, or, or coincidentally, that's where I'm at. Um, I am, uh, and, and it, again, to the audience, this isn't about me. It's, it's, I'm having people on to help anybody who's in my position find my self-worth. Is, is, is finding value in yourself equal to self-worth or self-empowerment? Is it the same yes. thing? Yes. Okay. Yes, I, I believe it is. Yes. Okay. So, I, I don't want to sound like a broken record to my audience, but I was in a horrible relationship for two plus years that, you know, about a, eight months to a year in, I knew something was up and I knew there was signs of infidelity and gaslighting and all sorts of stuff. And yet I stayed and I did. And, and while I challenged this person a few times about these issues, 
I got everything from a lie to denial to you're crazy to <clears throat> you need to go on medication, <clears throat> mm -hmm. which I ultimately did. They they put me on medication because she convinced me that I was that I needed psychological medication. Mm -hmm. And um, when the relationship finally ended, uh, which well, almost seven months ago now, I struggled for months because I put so much value in her. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, <clears throat> she was not there anymore. And I didn't know what to do with myself. I didn't know. And, 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 and you probably have know this that <clears throat> excuse me when people get into relationships and they find themselves immersed in that relationship they exclude their family and their friends so all mm -hmm. of a sudden there i am single and my family and my friends when i started calling them they're like oh now you want to talk to us mm -hmm. now that you're not in this relationship anymore the one that i used to call them all the time and complain about you know, I'd pick uh -huh. up the phone and go, ah, she did it again. And oh, this, you know what she did this time. And, and they got tired of hearing it to the point where they just didn't want to talk to me anymore. And then at the end of the relationship, I had all this free time and I figured, well, let me start calling everybody. And nobody wanted to talk to me because they were like, oh, you, you know, so my self-worth yeah. and value just took a dive. Yeah. So I, I've been working. Yeah hard in these last six months or so to find my value. So yep. if I came to you, how would you, what would you offer or an advice? Well, or Yeah, there's, there's two tools that I use a lot and it's uh, it's, it makes for great conversation, but firstly, what, what you, what I'm hearing is, is like, it's, it's common. And I think it's, we get so many messages from society about our value, like somebody's thought toward our value, whether it's good or bad, and that's sort of projected on us. And then we think along that line. But this tool is, uh, I think it's just fan, it, it's just fantastic. And, and I love what it does, but it's just a little bit of an illustration because we, when we think about our value, we tend to think of our skills or our assets. And our, so our value goes up, like just career example, if I have, if I have skills and skill sets, well, that makes me more valuable at work, but it doesn't, that doesn't have anything to do with our real, true, innate value. So I, I help people separate that, first of all, because I think it, it relieves a lot of stress and anxiety. So I draw this picture sort of, or uh, walk people through a visualization of two boxes. And the one box I call the value box, if you can just picture that in your mind about the size of a shoe box, if it's okay, I'll just I'll just go through this illustration. Go for it, sure. So the the small, what I call the value box represents or symbolizes our real true innate value, and every person has that exact same box. It never changes, and it's it's there's no labels, there's no fancy Amazon insignia on it, but it represents our true real value. And the other box, I call it the ego box because it has everything to do with our persona and our personality, our person. And it always changes. No two ego boxes have ever been the same. And it's full of labels. Like, you know, just our skill sets or our genetics or our preferences or our, our failures or victories, everything is in that box. And 
So that's why it's we call that the ego box, box. but it's going to change where when we're five or 15 or 55 years old, that, that box will change, might not even look recognizable. Hmm. So, so when we think about those two boxes, like, for example, I give this illustration, Hey, I'm a runner. I fall and break my leg. Oh no. You know, my mental conversation might be, Hey, I can't contribute to my team anymore. I can't compete uh i'm not what i once was i'm worthless oh i can't take it you know that's that's like the ego box is is like that but but i say hey hold on wait a minute sure your ego box has a broken leg and it no it's not going to be able to compete it's going to be inconvenient for a while but your value has not changed it hasn't been touched it hasn't been scratched it hasn't even blinked and if we can keep that separate it's going to help us. Be, and we can put other scenarios in that ego box, like like uh, not just the broken leg, but maybe I've, I've been abused or I, I, I've been divorced or bankrupt or something traumatic, tragic has happened to my life. And, and we tend to match that with our value. But if we keep that separated, it reduces stress and anxiety because, okay, now I have instead of being stressed and anxious like we are every day about our value like i feel like people that's a, at least a back burner thought struggling with our value every day and if we can separate that stress and anxiety goes down we can see that clearly hey my value hasn't changed regardless of what happens today now i have more energy to be focused and head in the direction that i that i need to go with my ego box sort of if, if that makes sense okay it makes sense but here all right so here comes some follow-up questions yeah um so my skill but i i where would my skill set value go in the ego box or in the that is a fantastic question it goes in the ego box okay and i oh. call it I, i'm so glad you said that because i call that an ego box skill set does okay. that make sense? Like, you know, uh, I know something about computers or I, I'm a contractor. I know construction skills. They may, you know, I, if I've been on a job 30 years, I'm going to be valuable to my employer, but that's an ego box skill set. That's where I was going. I have had yeah. the same job for 22 years uh -huh. and in the same profession for 35 years. Okay. Um, and it happens to be computers. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so you, you picked a good one. Um, I know my value and my uh -huh. employer knows my value because every couple of years I get that raise. Every couple of years I get that pat on the back or I get the bonus or so. Yes, I, I know my skill set value and uh -huh. that probably will never change because I know what I can, what I can offer this company and, uh, and, and, yeah, so that's fine. It's my what's the other the what's the other box? The, the value box. The value box. That's bruised. That's that's yes. got a hole in it, or that's got the top came off, or whatever analogy you want to use on it. Uh -huh. How do we repair that? Okay, that's that's interesting. So I the my my thought is that the the hole and the bruise is still in the ego box but 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 they're together 
the value box and the ego box is together that the more we can and this doesn't have you know like like all that trauma has taken years and and it's pressed mm -hmm. on us it's it's uh it's been traumatic so it takes i think it takes a mindset it takes time to separate those two and to say that the the bruise and abuse actually belongs in the ego box because my my real innate value and and i don't you know i see your value it, you know you're you're amazing i tell people they're they're tremendous they're fantastic it's easy for other people to see that but what's difficult the challenge is for us to see that and that's where conversations with people and clients is to is to help them help them see that value right there because because messages have come from either a traumatic relationship or society or even our own minds that that have been negative and have have been detrimental have been traumatic have been have been toxic in 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 that ego box but we're associating that with our value you know those, those negative messages come to us and it's no wonder we can't separate those and it's no wonder we can't we can't get a clear picture of our value because all this other noise has has sort of distorted the truth of that value box okay here comes the next follow-up question but this is a great topic because as you're talking i'm i'm forming questions and this might be a two-part question there, there was i i run a mood disorder support group for people with with mood disorders and i've been doing that for 20 years okay. and uh i i i know my value there i've been helping people and you you said earlier in the pre-interview that you're a mental health advocate so um i live with bipolar yes. disorder as well i'm a recovering alcoholic so i am helping people outside the podcast in the real world with mental yes. health and recovery um, I do a lot of work and I also do a lot of work with the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. I'm a suicide prevention advocate. Uh, so yeah. I see some, I, I know my value there. You know, I, uh -huh. I know what I can offer and and all of that is comes from my heart and from my own experience as Absolutely. having traveled that road. When I'm in a relationship, let's take the last one. And this person, especially in the beginning, showered me or love bombed me and told me how oh. handsome I was and how wonderful and charming and oh my god where were you all my life this is what I got and uh -huh. um after and by the way she was married for 20 years her husband cheated on her so I think she had a value issue of her own yes. um she she built me up and put me on a pedestal for the first year and that I was the greatest thing. And and by the way, she came from another country. She had never dated an American. And uh -huh. so she saw this wonderful man. And, but as I said to you earlier, um, that shifted and it started. To, so it was like this climb up a mountain and then we got to the top and then it just, oh, like a roller coaster. It, my value, she started to not, she started to taking the value back. You're uh -huh. not, as good looking as I thought you were in the beginning. You're not this wonderful person as I thought you were in the beginning. And I honestly don't think I changed. I I, I was yes, the same. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So she's and I talked about this on another podcast. There's also that victim mentality that I felt like I was a victim 
at the end, I, I no longer think that way because I did have some okay. part. I, I played a part in this. I stayed. Sure. You know, had I bailed eight months in when I saw the red flags, I maybe maybe none of this would have happened, but maybe would have, could have, should have, right? Yeah. Uh, uh -huh. So here I am now at the end, on the outside or the other end of this relationship, stripped of my value. And uh -huh. at least this is what I perceive. Uh-huh. Okay. My work, my peers in my recovery groups and my 12-step program, all they don't see that change. They see the same person. Yes. But I I feel from inside, maybe not so much today, but many, many, many months ago, I felt worthless. I felt uh -huh. used. I felt victimized. I felt how dumb I was to get manipulated like this. Like I, I consider myself an intelligent man. I, I and I've I'm I'm 63. I've been around for a while. I got three grown adult boys. I got two grandchildren. Uh, I, I've succeeded in life, and yet somehow this woman was able to come into my life and turn it upside down, and I allowed that. And so now I see my value as what you're talking about. That that value box has a bottom. So I, I, how do we build that value back up? Okay, there's a, a I got I got two things. Okay, okay. so Let's so hear one. It. I think this is interesting about that value box too. Like the more that's, I love how you said that, like everybody else, they didn't see no change. They, they still see you. So where that change is, is right here, you know, like all of us in our own, our own mindset. But I think the clearer we can see that value box, like when somebody, it, it's just the other way too. When somebody I'll say inflates our ego box, like when, like, like an Olympic athlete, for example, they, uh, you know, hey, they got the gold medal and all the accolades and cheers and everything else. And that's wonderful. But again, it's in the, it's in the, even though the ego box, we'll say like the stock market has really gone up, you know, everybody's cheering and clapping and everything else. But that value box that, that's difficult for them to see, mm -hmm. still hasn't, it, it's the same whether you're way up here or way down here. And I think like, uh, I can't remember that girl that was in the, olympics this last year she said no I, I i can't take the pressure anymore it wasn't right. the pressure out in the field it was the people pressure and i think i think that kind of played a part and probably in her in just her mental struggle that everybody's all these accolades what they're what they're so happy about and pr the praise and so forth is that ego box and i think inside that leaves people empty because people don't see their value box. They don't see their, their real innate value. All they're seeing is the, you know, the, the athletics and the abilities. And that has to be kind of a lonely feeling. It is. I, I feel like because, yeah. you know, rich and famous people run into that all the time is that people are seeing that ego box and they're not, they're not, not only that person, but other people are not even seeing their value. They're, they're real, that innate <clears throat> value that, that that people have regardless whether they're young or old or or the person that comes to mind when you were talking about celebrities is robin williams yeah you know, he, he was at the top of his game one of the by arguably the best comedian in the world um uh -huh. and an actor um and yet look look how what happened to him 
So yes. I, I would imagine that his value box was empty. Yeah. Because, yes. I mean, to take your own life, you must have very little value in that box. Am I, am yes, I right? That, yeah. That's the tip. So I've, I, I, I want to run this story by you real quick uh, sure. because it's, it's intriguing to me. So I had, as a late teens, I struggled greatly with my mental health because I w didn't know how to create better relationships and I was a control freak and it showed, you know, so, so that was a very difficult time for me. So uh, from that time forward, <clears throat> I sort of have struggled off and on with self-harm and, and suicide issues is kind of a back burner option. This is the way I'll describe it. You know, maybe I'm sure people can re relate to that. It, it's, a, you know, when I get stressed, that's one of the options. It just seemed like it popped in my head or whatever. It's the way I would describe it. So in 2019, I quit my job. My, my wife worked and I could stay home and be with the kids. And I learned a lot of stuff on real estate on YouTube, knew everything was there was to know, right? So I bought this house at auction wiped out our bank account, freaked me out. And uh, just like, oh, that's the stupidest thing you ever did. Anyway, <clears throat> I was able to recover from that. I, my wife says, my wife looked me in the eye. And she says, now listen here. So anyway, <laughs> we got things sorted out. I, I was able to get this house. I, I did the Airbnb thing and I, I learned to connect and network and do the motivational stuff and, and stay on top. And after that, I've never struggled with self-harm and, and I don't, mm. I don't have the answer for that. And I don't know what changed. Maybe I, maybe I saw, well, Hey, there's my family and kids. Now they depend on me. If somebody's going to get through, it's gotta be me. And I, I felt value that way. I, I, I don't have the answer for that, but I, I just thought that was real intriguing. Uh, the, the, the way that that panned out and I, I see things differently. And, and at the time, I didn't really understand that you could change your mindset or think differently or grow, you know, personally or whatever. And that's what a lot of the motivational content that I listened to, just like I say, it, 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 it saved my life in that sense. And it was a, it was a helpful resource for me, but I, I'm just kind of curious about that and how that, how a person's perception of their value plays into that boy these questions i did they're, they're lining up in my head this is a great conversation does the value box pertain to our mental value like what what we think of ourselves or is it also this may i, I don't know if you've ever been asked this or does it matter is, is it manifested in how we take care of our bodies and, and i have a yeah, and I have a reason to why I'm asking that. Be well, I don't even know how to say this without insulting some people. But I recently had a doctor's appointment, and um, ever since my my sobriety began, I, I was I was a mess. I was 250 pounds. I my blood pressure oh, wow. and my my blood sugar and my liver and mm. everything was off the charts. So for the past eight years, I've been working on bringing all of those blood work numbers down and and losing the weight and i have i've gotten down to um an optimal weight although since the breakup be i guess because of the depression that i went through and the stress that i went through and anxiety i may not have been exercising or eating healthy so my last doctor's appointment checkup my cholesterol and my glucose were shot up and 
um, I've been monitored. My doctor monitors me every four months. I go in for, for this work, blood work. And he, he called me on Monday and he said, dude, he's, he's a really people doctor. He was uh -huh. like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> I, I have never seen these numbers in your blood work. What's happening with you? And, and you know, because I, I, I'm, my cholesterol was off the charts. My, I'm in one point below diabetic. And I'm, a, I'm 165 pounds. It's not like I'm heavy or, or so. So people who do, that don't take care of themselves, do they, does that, the physical part of that fit in that value box as well? That That's crazy huge. I, I'm so glad you asked that. And that actually <clears throat> leads me to that book I was talking about earlier by Willow DeVore called The Worthy Project. Mm -hmm. He totally answers that in in absolute detail way better than i ever could but i i think i think that's so true because this is this is how i say that because i talk about self-care and and to love ourselves and so forth and and i say i say it this way like if we have something valuable we do tend to take care of it like if it's money or gold or whatever we we clean it we spend energy and time on it and i find that so true the clearer that we see that value box that starts to grow where when we, we, we think more about our body and how we can care for it, how we can care for other people, how we can care for it, not necessarily for the health's sake, but hey, how can I serve other people better? How can I serve myself better? How can I serve other people better? But I feel like it, it, it's tied so strongly with that value box. When we see our real innate value separate from our ego box, that 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 sort of is the catalyst that starts uh, that mindset, if you will, that self-care mindset. And self-care is, I, I wish I knew, like understood a fantastic definition about that, because I think we can do the trendy self-care things, but but miss the point of it. Right. And I, I the more we're apt to see our innate value, the more we're apt to really get down to the nuts and bolts of self-care. Well, I, I, I got a wake up. I, I've gotten plenty of wake up calls my entire life, physically and emotionally. Like this past breakup was a very big wake up call. Like I, I have been doing this in and out of relationships for the past 30 years. You know, I was, I got married young and divorced young, um, okay. had all my children young. <laughs> And then I proceeded to go into the world of, of drugs and alcohol for a long time. And, and I didn't take care of myself. And so that was a wake up call in 2015 when I got sober and I realized I'm 55 years old and, you know, I'm considered obese and I have diabetes and yada, yada, yada. I'd started to take care of myself and I've been doing a great job of it. Uh -huh. Even though my relationships weren't doing well, in the past eight years, I've been taking care of my body until this last six months. Somehow I, uh -huh. I, I lost focus on that. Um, yeah. um, I, 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 I'm known to, I'm not a nutritionist in any sense of, of the word. Like, uh -huh. I don't know much about nutrition, but I do know you don't eat potato chips and you don't drink soda and you don't uh, eat, go to fast food restaurants and, so I cut all that out and, you know, I, I, I have this regimen of what I only eat and it's, 
I, I cut out all my red meat. And so I, I've been trying to take care of myself, but somewhere along the line, I, I must have, I, I don't know if it was the stress. I heard yeah. that stress can raise your LDLs and- um, I don't believe it. Yeah, so- um, that's amazing that you've uh, you've you've come a, a stunning long ways. That's that's impressive. I, I okay. So you see that value in me, and and I I also know that I've come a long way, and yet why do I feel as if at the age of sixty three, I'm lost? Like I, I'm I I was like why I woke up. And, and I'm like, I'm, I'm no better off. I, I, most people, I would think at the young age, they imagine that in their 60s, they're going to be married and, and hap happily married and looking for their retirement home and their nest home. And uh, I, I just woke up six months ago and said, oh, my God, I did it again. Uh -huh. I, I, in, in my one of my first couple of episodes, I talk about my phrase, you know, the phrase been there, done that. Well, uh -huh. I've been there and I'm still doing that. I haven't, okay. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. um, I, 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 and this is, uh, I'm going to sound like a broken record to my audience. That's fine. This is the first time that I've been single this long ever. Uh -huh. I've never been single this long. And, um, and I did go on a date last weekend and, uh, just a date. It was just somebody I met and we went out for coffee and, and she was beautiful and we had a very lovely time. But when, when, when she left and I came home that night, I said, I don't feel it. I just didn't feel it. And not, not necessarily like the chemistry or anything. I didn't feel yeah. like I wanted to pursue a relationship or dating. Sure. As a matter of fact, I'm on a dating app and I, I haven't used it in, in several days. I'm just not feeling it. Yeah. I just don't think I'm ready to get back out there yet because my value box is wow. empty. You know, it's just yeah. not, I, I got to work on that value box. Do you, uh, Andrew, what do you, what do you know? Tell me what you know about affirmations. Uh, in the, in the, in the terms of which you're re referring to, probably not, not much. So go ahead. Well, Okay. Now I found those actually saved my life too. When I was uh, bought that house and was completely freaked out and didn't know what to do. I learned two things about myself. One was I'm, I was an avoider and the other was I was afraid of success. So I also, another thing that helped me out was uh, Robert Kiyosaki. He says, mistakes are the way we learn. And I, I've been, uh, that, that twisted my mind because I thought, well, I'm going to learn a lot here. <laughs> but it was a it was a godsend because my idea of mistakes was humiliation and embarrassment and it was yeah. just a just a tragic picture and it changed my mindset and and i thought it's it's great opportunities to learn so that was real helpful but the other thing that helped me so much in, in those days was affirmations and i didn't even i never even heard the word i didn't know what the term was but it, that's it, why it just, that's why i asked you to explain it yeah yeah, yeah. so it, it's it's just uh it, i listened to the ones i listened to were just positive statements messages about yourself and your abilities and, and leave that where it is but i think the opposite what happens to people like you and myself too is that the whatever the opposite of affirmations are we we get these messages from like like people that you're in relationship with 
and our own our own minds once we get on that track our own our own minds we we think we have negative messages toward ourselves, and i feel like the affirmation thing helped me so much because it was an antidote to that and it was it was it was you know just the uh, i have people do something i and and motivational people do this all the time too i just have people put a note on their mirror that says i'm worth it so whatever we do whether we're in relationship or we're having struggles in some some way or some form i'm worth it i'm you know i i'm gonna when it comes to a nutritional and health choice i'm worth it when it becomes a relationship choice i'm worth it and i think it kind of plants the seed of just just you know like the next time and the next time it, it plants the seed in our mind to that truth oh you know like it kind of gets us out of the the uh, the wheel of of the negative uh, that negative spin i i it's funny that you said something about putting up a sign that I'm worth it. Several years ago, um, in my sobriety, and if you know anything about the 12 step program, there is, yes, uh, uh -huh. you're supposed to have a higher power and you got to pick a higher power. Some people choose to call him God. Other people can choose the universe or, or just something greater than themselves. And uh -huh. I fought that concept for years because I was brought up a Catholic and I left the Catholic church. I worked for the Catholic church and I saw horrible things. And I just said, no, God wouldn't permit this. So I left, the, I, I, I abandoned God years ago. And when I got into the 12 steps, my sponsor said, you got to pick something, you know? And okay. so it took me a couple of years to finally come back to God and say, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll my higher power is a God of my understanding. So I put okay. a sign in my bathroom and because what in the 12 step program, they tell you to turn your will over to God. Just, okay. Right. So I put a sign in the bathroom saying, um, take the day off. I've got this love God. Okay. Mm -hmm. So in other words, awesome. yeah, so don't, don't try to run your life. Let me take care of it for you. All right. Just metaphorically. Yeah. That's been up there for three years. And um, after this relationship fiasco, I, I, I looked at that sign and I said, I, I rolled my eyes at God. I said, I thought you had this. <laughs> you know? and, uh -huh. so, and apparently he dropped the ball, whatever. I have a new sign now that I put up there that says, I got, I have plans for you. Just be patient, you know? Ooh. Yeah. Um, because I am, my mind is at that point now, like I'm 63. I, I know uh -huh. what age my parents passed away. Both parents are passed. And I know what age my grandparents passed. And they're, they're a little spread out. But I, I mentioned this the other day. When you get to my age, you start thinking about your mortality. So uh -huh. I, 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 I'm thinking I'm running out of time here. I, I, how much time do I have left to find that nice lady to become my companion and my best friend and share the sunsets and, you know, all the nice things that you do. And somebody said to me, what, what, why are you in a rush to, to, you know, just take some, take some time off and find your value in yourself. Ooh, that's what I oh. was told. Yeah. Wow. And that's what I'm doing. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm staying single for now. Um, because uh -huh. I'm not ready and, and I, I clearly don't value myself enough to get yeah. back out there. So, 
That's uh, yeah. Wow. That's such a truth. And, and, and it's difficult. Like I, for what I'm hearing is like, we're, we're drawn to relationships, you know, and you're, you're thinking of the time thing and it's, it's, it's kind of a drive. That's interesting. You say that because uh, I come up with a phrase the other day. I, it's easier for me. It's easier for me to wait than chase. Like I used to just projects or whatever it used to, and that's getting older too. I have mm-hmm. a feeling that's why I'm that way. It's like, <laughs> it's easier to wait and see what comes and where I used to chase and, and chase and chase, you know, like work projects or career or all that stuff. I, that's interesting that, that I feel like you're there. I think that's so that's, that's incredible that you can have the patience just right now to say, Hey, I, I'm single. I'm going to have patience and it's going to, it's going to work. That's, I feel like a person, like the more we can, we can prepare ourselves as exactly like you said, the more we can see our own value, like that airplane illustration, whatever happens when we get to the end of the runway, we're going to be more prepared for regardless of what it is. Well, and while, while you're correct, I'm, I'm finding to be more patient. It's not easy. It's not my mo my my mo is to move forward is is my forward momentum and keep plowing through so uh, i i there are some there's some theories you know like in war or in conflicts you just keep plowing through until you get to the other side and um that's what i've been doing for the past 10 20 years i just keep plowing uh-huh. through relationships one after the other and and yeah. and but it's not working so i think finally i just said i have got to change something uh-huh wow. and i and it's interesting i heard a podcast on the way home today i was listening to one of my podcast favorites and the woman the whole episode was on maybe your partner's not the red flag maybe you're the red flag and um i had to think about that i i i while i do not condone what my ex did to me yeah but i did take a part in that and and maybe there was some part of me that contributed to her cheating and and whatever so i I, i've got to stop doing whatever i've been doing for 20 years it's just not working and and i think part of that or a majority of that is my value I, I just don't see the value in myself. Yes, I'm, yeah. a, I'm, a, I'm an IT guy. Yes, I can help people. Uh-huh. Yes, I, I'm a tennis player. I, I I think I'm I'm pretty good. I'm on the USTA team for senior okay. citizens, but I'm on the team. That's awesome. <laughs> so um, I ride bicycles. I, you know, I mean, I I I know where I'm. My value lies, but that's in the ego yeah. box, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, you have. This is, this is, a, I'm going to run this by you too. Okay. So I, in, in this sense, I tell people like when I first start corresponding with clients, I, I say, um, just like, as if I'm looking at them, I say, you're, you're fan. You're amazing. You're stunning. I, I love your presence. And I haven't even seen you yet. And, and I say that because w- with this, this in mind that, that people have something to offer they i I say they like you you are the gift you have potential but you don't see that so i i say that to people before i even meet him so and it helps them to understand that i'm seeing past that ego box past their whatever their their appearance maybe they are handsome or beautiful or whatever 
maybe they're not, but I you know, like it's a language that you I, I encourage people to to kind of pick up because when you when you talk to people, I find this interesting. Kids help help with that a little bit, but if you can talk to people, you either talk to their value box or you talk to their ego box. And and you get people get a sense of that after a while. It's interesting. Like employees, you know, you can say to employees, hey, hey, I appreciate your work. You're dedicated and everything, uh, but that's talking to their ego box. But but when you say, "Hey, I appreciate you," that's speaking to their value box. If that makes sense, it does. And 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 like in that own talk in our own head, same thing. We can either talk to our value box, or we can like the self care route. I feel like is is speaking to the value box. I have I have a, a maybe a follow up question or another curveball for you um and this has to do with value i have always considered myself and and this is because of my father my father was a doctor and he was busy all the time so i didn't get to see my dad a lot but when he did spend time with me one of the things he taught me was how to treat a lady um I, I do we yeah we have we have a minute i want to tell you a quick story when i was 14 one of my very first dates uh i asked my dad hey could you drive my date and i to a movie we're going to go to the movies of course this is back in like 1973 or whatever and so dad took me and we went to pick up the the woman and we went to the movies and and then he picked us up and we got back to her house we're in the back seat and I reach over to open the door for her and she gets out of the car. My father turns around from the driver's seat and he says to me, get the F out of the car and go walk her to the door. You don't let a lady walk from the curb, you, you know, he, and, and, and then the whole ride home, I got this lecture about how, <laughs> how to treat you. You're supposed to be a gentleman. So chivalry was drilled into me as I was growing up. And I saw uh -huh. how my dad treated my mom. He treated her like a, like a lady. So I have this, I'm going to segue into value in a moment. I think that I am a good boyfriend or a good partner. Yeah. Let's just say partner, because yeah. I do open the door for ladies. I do buy the dinner. I do buy flowers. Every weekend, my ex-girlfriend, I bought her flowers. I do this, I do that. So in my mind, I have this narrative or or uh -huh. or value of myself that I I'm a good boyfriend, but it's not working. I'm doing something wrong. So yeah, is that value to think of yourself as a like I think I'm a good partner, but yeah, no, that's uh, but other you, people don't because yeah, not, right. they don't yeah. stick around. You, you you have let's let me approach it this way you have a lot to offer somebody no question about that <clears throat> but i don't know if that translates still to you seeing your value correct that that was my question okay yeah yeah all right well clearly i i i have work to do um and yeah, I, yeah. I, I, you know when i and when i hear that phrase when i hear um as a podcaster, of course, I got into this by listening to a lot of podcasters. And when I hear the phrase, I have work to do, I don't even know what that means. What work, you know, other than 
continuing with therapy and continuing um, researching and talking to my higher power, meditating, uh, taking care of my body, taking care of my mental health, um, whatever, whatever, whatever I need to do to do whatever working on myself means, whatever that looks like. So yeah, hopefully my value box will start to heal and become a shoebox again. <laughs> you know, hey, I, I've got one more uh, illustration for you. Is that uh, one more thing? I don't know if oh, you can wow. see that on the screen. So, so this is another tool, if I can tell it to you real quick. Sure. So it's like a doctor scale from one to 10, one being the less, 10 being the most. And it's, I, I, I call it the value orientation tool because it helps us see where we are at perceiving our value. So we, you know, some of us may be at seven or eight or six. And I say, if somebody's at a one or two, like they're going to be thinking about self-harm and struggle with suicide Correct. just for, for fun and a presentation, I say, you can't even leave here until I get done because you, I've got some great news for you. And the, the bottom line is, you're a 10 you you are a 10 i'm a 10 that person's a 10 the other person's a 10 but it's our, our perception correct but it helps me see where people are at and and what kind of of meditation or or just conversation we have to do to get that person to see not if i i can see you're a 10 but that don't mean you see you're 10. no not at all i i get and that I, yeah and i throw i throw this out too i say oh wait a minute there's a six and that's a joke because because that's just how you know it's so easy for oh I'm a six, I know everybody in this room can be a ten but I I just I'm I'm a six but and, you know it's just a great conversation because then that's kind of a benchmark and and just more conversation and helping people hey let's just let's just keep thinking about that and and working on that and I and I say one it's kind of an awareness button once a person once we start thinking about that value box and ego box I think our mind just does its own work and sort of filters that and sorts it out that sign you just held up so can i see that again so i, I can describe yeah. it to you is that by any chance on your website yes it is uh, oh great i have i have it's it's a little clear on my website i have this on my website let, let me explain it to the audience so okay. he, he's holding up a poster board and it says, where is your location, value orientation tool, and there are 10 check boxes. And I, I guess we were supposed to check one of those boxes. Hold it up a little. What, what does it say below the check boxes? Oh, less value and more value. Okay. All right. If you want to see this checklist, uh, go to thevaluemessage.com. Is that your website? Yes. Yes, that's right. Uh, and I think that I'll put that on uh, valuemessage.com forward slash about the author slash free stuff okay i'll put all of this in the show notes okay roland we're going to wrap it up okay. anything that you might have skipped over or you think you would like to add or we might have you want to emphasize well, well um this has been great i i just <laughs> love the conversation but I'll t a quote that i that i got from the book that I, I think kind of sums it up. And I just, I, I like to tell people that is that when other people see your value, you are advantaged, but when you see your value, you're unshakable. And that was, that just kind of in a nutshell, uh, the message I, I have and try to tell people and leave them with. Wow. I, I 
I have to think about that one. That was a good one because I'm 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 struggling with my value and um I, I want to be unshakable. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you 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 can get there. Hey, uh I'll follow up too and uh, we'll maybe we could have some other conversation, but but this has been really good. I appreciate yeah. it. And, and, and and as always, I always offer my guests to come back uh in a couple of months. We can do an update or or do part two. Okay. You know? oh. Um um so Roland, I want to thank you so much for coming on. I, you know, as I've been scheduling these guests, I, I, as I explained to you earlier, I just, I, I don't know sometimes what, what, how the podcast or the episode is going to turn out because I just not prepared because yeah. I'm getting so many of these uh, <laughs> invites uh, or, but this was spectacular. Very, well, thank I, you I very much. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Thanks so much too. Yep. We'll, we'll talk to you later. Bye.